next two readings are from Luke chapter 2 and Philippians chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 19. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that it had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and unto the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm grateful that you are here with us tonight. If you are here visiting, my name is Lee Hinkle, and I'm the pastor here. Over the last four Sundays, we've been practicing Advent, and we've been looking at what that means for us. And in Advent this year, we've been telling the grand story of God. And we started on the first Sunday of Advent talking about how God created the world, how he spoke it into being. And when he did, he proclaimed that it was good and not just good, but fiercely good, as good as it could ever be, perfect in all of its ways, built to bring glory and honor to him and to be in continual relationship, both as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but with Adam and Eve. But then in the second Sunday, we were reminded that Adam and Eve's hearts turned in on themselves. 
that they distrusted that God was good and fiercely good, and they decided that they needed to do things on their own, and then sin broke into the world, and that we have now been living in chaos in the way things aren't supposed to be, and that we all have a tendency to distrust this good, fiercely good God. But God was not done. And on the third Sunday of Advent, we proclaimed loudly that God became flesh, that he came into the world as Jesus in order to redeem the world, to set things right, to take all that was broken and make it whole, to take all that was chaos and bring it back into order, to take everything that was darkness and bring it into light. And that he did that through the cross, death, and resurrection to bring new life and invites us in to be people of redemption. And, and we could have stopped there because that's kind of where we're sitting, that in between that now and not yet. But God has more in store for us. And last week we proclaimed that all things are going to be restored, to be brought new in this way, that, that, that he's going to make them as they were always meant to be, and that we long and hope for that day, resting in Jesus who has saved us. You know, cr Christmas is hard for pastors. We want to say things that are new. We like to say things that are new for folks to go, wow, I've never heard anything like that. That guy's really good. I mean, that's not the real reason why we preach, but we do like to know that we're good. We're fleshy. We have things within us that long for affirmation. But Christmas makes it really difficult to come up with things that are new. It's very much like romantic comedies, right? They just always kind of follow the same, especially nowadays, now in, in this season, where, you know, there's the, the new stranger that moves into town and there's the, the, the young lady who's never liked anybody and nobody's ever liked her. And yet by the end of the movie, it's snowing because they're all set in the northern hemisphere. And they've fallen madly and deeply in love. But as I was thinking about this, I really can't come up with anything new. I'm just not that good. And so why do I need to? Instead, I want to remind you. I want to remind you of the story of God. And I want to remind you of who Jesus is. And I'm leery to quote and talk about two different types of movies in one talk. But there's this movie called Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby. And it's a movie about a NASCAR driver, a very southern NASCAR driver. And there's this one particular scene where they're getting ready to have dinner. And as they're sitting around the dinner table, Ricky Bobby, who's the star of the show, begins to pray. And as he prays the blessing over the food or says grace, he says, little baby Jesus, I want to thank you. And he goes on and lists these things. And, and his wife, Carly, gets upset with him and reminds him that Jesus actually grew up to be a man. 
And, and Ricky Bobby says, that's okay. I'm the one who wins the races and brings home the money. And I like little baby Jesus, so that's who I'm praying to. And then his best friend says, oh, I like to think of Jesus having big giant wings and being the lead singer of uh, Leonard Skinner. And his, his uh, son, uh, Texas uh, Walker, says, I, I like to think of Jesus as a spiritual samurai, of a spiritual ninja killing evil samurais. And by that time, the wife is just done, and she's like, just get the, get the prayer over, get grace over. Would you get grace over? And he goes and says, little baby Jesus, in your gold fleece swaddled in diapers, I think we like little baby Jesus. I mean, that's what Christmas is about, right? Little baby Jesus. We, we like that Jesus that's innocent. That Jesus that can't do much. That Jesus won't call anything or require anything of us. Except maybe just to take care of him. Because he's a little baby Jesus. He can't do much at all. But this passage in Philippians reminds us that on Christmas we celebrate God becoming flesh. The, the one who had everything to become nothing. The one who was in majesty to come to the mire and muck of the world. The, the one who was all-powerful to submit to those who thought they had power. This little baby Jesus is God incarnate. The one who comes to save us. The one in this grand narrative, this story that we've been talking about says, I am the author and completer of it. I am the one who does all things. And in that, I am called to be worshipped by you. And I'm the one who has power to change your life. To bring you back to how you were meant to be. Because I created you. And so I'm not saying it's bad to celebrate little baby Jesus. I'm just saying, hear this. <laughs> He's not little baby Jesus. He's God, all-powerful, who as he pursues you to bring you in to complete and whole understanding and relationship with himself, with who you are, with those around you, and even to renew the very place that we live. He is moving us forward to his great redemption, his restoration of all things, so that in that, we will receive peace and hope and joy and love. Let me pray for us. God, you are good, and all you do is good. We give you glory and honor and praise. We worship you this evening, and you are more than just that baby. You are God and mighty and true. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.